This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Sip the juice, I got enough to go around. And the thought takes place uptown. I grew up on a sidewalk while on street talk. And then talk to Hawk, New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn. Make money in Manhattan and never been took it. Go uptown to the Bronx and boogie down. Get strong on the island, recoup and lay around. Time to build my juice back up. Pop that up. Suckers get smacked up. Don't doubt the clout. You know what I'm about. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amon Hawkins. Appreciate you taking time out today to listen to the latest episode of the show. Today's show, we will be recapping Virginia versus Wake Forest. That took place yesterday at 4 p.m. Before we jump into the podcast recap, we got to shout out the sponsors. Shout out to Able Insurance. Go to ableinsurance.net for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, and life insurance. Holler the people at Aber Insurance. If you go up here to their offices here in Charlottesville off Ryan Road, um, they had an office in Richmond, or just hit them up online at aberinsurance.net. And when you talk to them and you're looking for that policy, tell them the ball hawk sent you, and they definitely will take care of you. Also, if you want them bright whites, them pearly white teeth, holler at the good people at Brighton Smile. Go to B R Y T N Smile. Dot com. That's Bright and Smile, and use my promo code, the Ballhawk, to get 25% off of your whitening kit. Yeah. So, promo code, the Ballhawk, and they'll take care of you. Knock, it'll knock that right on down. I think one of the kits is like 170, and it knocks it down to like 130. So, you're saving 25%, courtesy of the Ballhawk. So, let's jump into it, man. The Wahoos drop. Uh, thrilling game to Wake Forest. It's a lot of it's a lot of concern right now, right? Three game losing streak. Um, haven't won in Wake Forest. Haven't beaten Wake Forest four straight times now, spanning over the years that we've been playing. And we haven't played them every year, but um, the total score. If you didn't watch the game, it was forty to twenty three. Uh, the Cavaliers once again dug themselves a hole, going down fourteen zero to Wake Forest and then battling back, um, actually tying the game up at halftime. It was 20-20. to 20. They outscored Wake Forest 17-6 to 6 in the second quarter. Um, third quarter, we missed a field goal. They made a field goal. So it was 3-0, and then they closed the show with 17 points. It's just all three. So if this is your first time listening, I'd like to go over the numbers first, and then I get to the analytical part. And then you get my synopsis overall to end. This podcast will probably be a little bit longer because I did something different. Um, I have a privilege of being able to watch the cut-ups, the end zone copy, sideline copies of both offense and defense. And I went through and I had notes for each and every series just to try to give you guys a synopsis of what happened with each possession. So I did 10 possessions on offense, 10 possessions on defense because after the 10 possession, it was pretty much set in stone that Wake Forest is going to win the game. So I stopped at 
10 possessions on each side, and I have notes for each possession. So this may be a little longer, but a lot of folks have been asking for more attention to detail and and my thoughts on certain things that went down during games. And I try to, you know, keep it 30 minutes or less, but this one's going to be a little longer. So if you like long, detailed podcasts, this is for you. If you don't, um, you may have to skip around a little bit. Like if you don't want to hear me what I have to say about the offense and you go right to the defense, then that'll be at the end. Because I'm going to start with the offense first, and then I'm going to end with the defense. And then I'm going to end with my, you know, my overall synopsis. So hopefully it's not longer than an hour. So we'll see. So once I get in my pocket, when I'm in the groove, you'll know if it's going to be long or not. So let's jump right to the team stats first. So first downs, UVA had 27s to Wake Forest, 18. Uh, net yards rushing, UVA had 218 yards rushing. Wake Forest came into the game being weak in that area, and UVA took advantage of it, 218 yards rushing. Um, Wake Forest had 174 yards rushing. We had 38 rushing attempts. They had 42 rushing attempts. We averaged 5.7 yards of rush. They averaged 4.17 yards of rush. And that actually went up a lot because of the 70-plus yard touchdown they had. So, in re- well, I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to say in reality you take away that that one long run. But that's just what it is. All right? Uh, they had three rushing touchdowns. We had two rushing touchdowns. Net yards passing. We had 202 yards passing. They had 309 yards passing. We attempted 45 passes. They attempted 27 passes. Now, this is going to jump out at you right here. This is going to jump out at you. Average yards per attempt, we averaged four and a half yards per attempt, which we knew that was coming with Stone because he's more of an accurate type of thrower. He doesn't have an overpowering arm, so we knew the short passing game would be implemented. Wake Forest average per attempt, Average pass attempt was 11 yards. Yeah, that's that's yards traveled through the air. When they were throwing a the ball, they were throwing it. Chunk. Per con- average yards per completion. We averaged 8.1 yards per completion. They averaged 19 yards per completion. 19 yards. Yeah, chunk yards. That's why I call this offense. It's a chunk offense. That's, they want chunks. They don't want to methodically move the ball. Even how they run the ball. And I'll get, I'll get into that when I get to the scheme. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's, let's keep going. Total offensive yards, we have 420. They have 483. We ran 83 plays. Remember, we ran 93 last week. They ran 69. We averaged 5.1 yards per play. They averaged 7 yards per play. We lost a fumble. Oh, oh yeah, the, the the pooch kick. That's the fumble we lost. Okay. Uh, penalties, they had a season high 12. This is the second straight game. Somebody's had a lot of penalties and they still beat us. They had 12 penalties. We had five. Um, time of possession, let's go down in there. First quarter, of course, we dominated that because they were scoring quick. They only had the ball four minutes in the first quarter. We had the ball 10. Then we had the ball for eight minutes to their six. Then we both had the ball pretty much the same, 724 to 736. Then in the fourth quarter, pretty much the same, 704 to 756. Third down conversions, both teams were 415. So defense improved of getting off the field on third downs, opposed to, you know, like the Clemson game and well, even NC State went improved. Fourth downs, both teams was one of two. In the red zones, we were four six. They were five of five. They had two touchdowns, three field goals. We had two touchdowns. Uh, two field goals, 
and we missed the field goal for the first time in 15 tries. It was 16 tries. Yeah. So uh, individual stats, K. Thompson, 10 rushes, 71 yards, average seven yards a rush. Wayne Tyler Popper, the Samoan slash, has 68 yards on just 10 carries, 6.8 yards a rush. Um, released the Kraken, Ira Armstead, had 46 yards on just six carries, 7.7 yards per touch. Simpson, 24 yards on just five carries, 4.8 yards per rush. Billy Kemp, the fourth, had 12 yards on two carries. Lindell Stone, three rushes for seven yards. And then Tavares Kelly had one carry for negative one yards. Um, on the other side, Kenneth Walker III had 23 rushes for 20, 128 yards, three touchdowns, and he had that 75-yarder. He averaged five yards a rush. Christian Bill Smith's 14 carries, 58 yards, averaged four yards a carry. Um, Hartman, 309 yards passing, was sacked three times, one touchdown. Lindell Stone, no touchdowns, two interceptions. The first interception was a Hail Mary attempt at the end, and then the second interception was just a desperate, I got to throw it to the sticks because we down by 10, and uh, that one got picked off. Um, and then Ira was one of three for nine yards. Receiving, Billy Kemp led the way. He continues to average over eight yards a catch a game. He had nine catches, 68 yards. Tavares Kelly had five catches, 25 yards. It was good to see TK back in the lineup. Um, Terrell Jenner, four catches, 48 yards. Pogen, four catches, 46 yards. Wayne Talapapa, two catches, 11 yards. And Shane Simpson, one catches, three yards. And it's one name that you don't see there. Lavelle Davis Jr. did not have a catch. I think we threw to him maybe three times. So, there you go. Um, on their end, Roberson has seven catches, 126 yards. Green, four catches, 73 yards. A.T. Perry, two catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown. And that's all I got. That's all I got as far as offensive individuals. Um, defensively, Charles Snowden led the way with eight tackles. I like that we had him up at the line of scrimmage more this game. He wasn't in coverage as much. So applaud to that. Zane Zandier, eight tackles. Amos, six tackles. Nick Jackson, six tackles and a tackle for a loss. Nick Grant had five tackles. Gam, five tackles. Noah Taylor, four tackles, a sack, and two tackles for a loss. He was also lining up at the line of scrimmage more, and I'll get into that when I break down the defense of why that was. Juwan Briggs had a huge game, two sacks, four tackles, two tackles for a loss. Antonio Clary, um, a tackle for a loss, half a tackle for a loss, a pass breakup. Snowden did have a quarterback hit also. Devontae Cross, two pass breakups. Four tackles, I thought Devontae covered well. Uh, it's a strong assignment covering press and quarterback having the time that he did and defending those back shoulder throws. Uh, Manny Alonzo, three tackles, a tackle for a loss. Bernie, three tackles, a half a tackle for a loss. Britton Nelson, two tackles. Cypress, two tackles. King had a solid uh, open field tackle in a B gap that if he wasn't there, it would have been curtains. Um Jameel Carter had a tackle, and Darius Bratton had a pass breakup. So salute to Darius Bratton. Um, so yeah, man, that's the uh, that's the that's 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 what I got. But you know, before I get into breaking down the office, man, let's set the mood. Let's set the mood. We gotta we gotta we gotta set the mood. Y'all thought I forgot. No, I ain't forget it. I ain't forget it. Let me cut it down. Let 
Cause this I'm feeling, I'm feeling we need some motivation. Cause some haters is on their job right now. People kicking you while you down. You can look me in my eyes, see I'm ready for anything. Don't kill me, make me better. I ain't You can take the fame and the cheddar and the game and the deal. Still a go bill. Take my freedom for the moment, but it ain't forever. I got the spirit of a I know y'all may not know these songs, but just listen to the hooks, man. That's what it's all about. Just listen to what he say. Not yet. You just need some motivation. Sometimes you gotta let music just get into your soul. Listen to what he say in the hook. Listen to what he say. Motivation. Motivation. All you hating is fuel on fire. You know, in order to learn how to win, man, you got to learn how to lose. Like Michael Jordan always said that, and people ain't understand what he was saying. Like, I'm competitive, but I also recognize that you ain't always going to be the greener pastures, man. Like, it's not a, like, is it acceptable to lose the way we've been losing? Absolutely not. But it's the reason why some people compete and some people just provide their opinions. I'm going to just put it to you like that. And if people take it as a shot, then damn it, it's a shot. But I just really dislike, like, the mood, how the mood swings. They go from, oh, we got the best this, we got the best this, the man we trash, and this season over. Just like that. In four games. Just like just like that. And I saw the same thing last year when we went through our rut with Louisville and Miami. It was the same thing. Oh, just packing in. We trash. Like, that's why I said, I tweeted what, what I, like, I'm glad some of those folks, never my damn teammate, because I probably slapped fired. I'm like, bruh, shut up. Man up. And you know I said it was going to be easy. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Everybody hate to lose. Everybody hate that the way things have been performing, the other team been performing. But at the same time, man, if like, we could fix it. Like, damn. That's why I'm about to break down when I'm going to break down. But, you know, I got one more song, man. I got one more song, damn it. One more song. This is how I feel like, man. This is y'all. We all be coming at me on social media. Don't be a groupie, keep it moving. You don't know me. Yeah, you know they call me Ballhawk, but you don't know me. You be hating and I see why, cause you don't know me. I think it's time I made a song for people who don't know me. I graduated at the streets. I'm a real OG. I've been trapping, shooting pistols since I stood on feet. So all you rappers that just mind, that's just gonna have spirit that's on me right now. Sometimes people really don't know me. My partner's hanging out you the mouth. You think they for you, but they not. That you think some people, you know, I really hate when people use that that phrase. I, I hope I'm wrong. After they say something slick, oh, I hope I'm wrong. Well, let's go ahead. Let's break it down, man. We're going to transition there. We're going to break it down to what, what was on the film. We're going to start with offense first. Start with offense first, right? First possession, same old, same old. You know, trying to start off with the inside trap. 
nothing there, quick three and out. It's like a waste of possession. You feel me? Waste of possession. This whole time we know we got these packages with the quarterbacks, but we want to wait. We want to wait. For what? So to me, that put us behind the eight ball because you go from the first possession to doing nothing. Well, now I'm I'm going to keep. Should I go back and forth? Should I flip back and forth? No, I'm going to just stay all offense first, and then we go to defense, okay? Get out. I could could refer back to the offense when I'm doing the defense, okay? So we ain't do nothing in the first possession. Basically, we should have just won the coin toss and gave them the ball. I'm 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 just being honest. I'm like, I'm really not emotional no more. That's why I make sure I get my, I don't do recaps like right after the game. Cause if I did, it wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't be constructive. It'd be punitive. The second possession, this is where we got more motions and edge rushes. And you saw the backup QB packages. This is when we reveal KT and Ira, the Kraken. This is when they came into the game. Anytime we ran inside zones, with no motion, with just the regular footwork of being right beside the quarterback, taking a reduced step, and then getting the handoff, it allows the linebackers and the D linemen to just shrug off our defensive line and just understand that we're coming downhill. But anytime we motion somebody across the formation, or anytime we have somebody in the backfield with our backs, and most of the time it's Wayne Tyler Papa in motion out, he has successful gains. Because we caused the linebackers' eyes to shift. We caused the defensive linemen to feel like it was a, a threat outside of them. So they didn't fire off as much to the middle because they saw somebody going away from the formation or across the formation. So this was a successful possession, right? Um, majority of our edge runs equal first downs, except where ours quarterback sweep in which the cornerback made a great one-on-one tackle because if that cornerback misses that tackle, Ira has a huge game. Um, the third and five on a plus 14, Lindis, Lindell Stone got to make that throw. He got to make that throw to Jana. He got to make that throw to Jana. We're in, we're in tight bunch trips. We basically run pig concept is what we call it, where you got a post and an end. So basically, uh, Polian was was – was the head of the trips, meaning the spot guy, the guy that's on the line of scrimmage, and you had a receiver, which was Jan on his outside foot, you had another receiver to the inside of him, and it was a switch concept too, so it was a pig switch in which uh, Pogen did an outside release and Jana came inside of him and ran a post, and Pogen was doing a dig after he vacated the area, and then we ran like a little hammer route, so we hollowed the area, and it was an easy read, we got the back. We got what we wanted. We got split safeties. Got exactly what we wanted. It was just a bad throw. That's a bad throw. That should have been a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? But um, it would have been 14-7, but it ended up being 14-3 at that time. Third possession, more QB runs with KT and Ira. Quarterback draws with KT looked like when BK was here, when Perkins was here. I mean, it was a thing of beauty. It was more motions and flips to T. Um, we, we started – we had uh, – some flips to TK, some of them, and those count as receptions, you know, like little shovel passes to TK for first downs. Um, We had another, um, just a positive possession, which ended with Ira with a QB sweep for a touchdown. So that second and third possession was a lot more movement, a lot more motioning, and of course we utilizing the athletes at quarterbacks wearing the 90 numbers that everybody make a, 
oh my god, ninety ninety nine. But it may Wake Forest have to shift their eyes and play and slow play things because that's what our offense likes to do. It likes to have a lot of window shopping, a lot of window dressing. And the offensive line did a good job of getting the push. It was some great individual effort runs by KT, especially on the third down when he shuffled, like looked like Wake Forest back when he took his time, shuffle, 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 went to the uh, weak side and came, bounced right back to the wide side. So. That possession is very good. Then you come out to the fourth possession. Quick screen to BK, which was a wrinkle. Then we took a shot to Davis Jr., which resulted in the PI. Um, on the third and one, a third and one, we run 999 switch. Basically, all goals with two linemen faking us the screen, guys. And Ira did a good job of throwing it away. But that ain't that. I don't even like putting them in that situation. I guess we took the shot because we knew it was going forward on fourth down. Initially, I was like, what the hell is Ira doing? Why would he throw it to Tavares Kelly when he's covered? But he actually was just throwing it deep out of bounds. So it was a smart play by him. That's why I like watching cutups because the game will have me th- having – and I can understand why some f- folks, you know, respond the way they do. That's why I always say I always take pride in when my podcast comes out that you can get a better understanding of what was going on. Uh, we end up going forward on fourth down. We got it with a QB run. Um, then the inside zone finally worked after the success of KT running with the ball up the A-gaps. The inside linebackers had to be more patient. And we started getting a gain. Of, we got a gain of 18 yards off the of inside zone because it was KT in the backfield. So you have a, a known mobile quarterback now. And the fact that you had some success getting to the edges, you can now run your inside zones. Because first of all, we've shown that we'll run to the edge with the quarterback. Second of all, we've shown we'll run the backs to the outside. So now their eyes have to be trained and disciplined. And now actually, we wind them out to where the backers had to vacate and the safety had to come down and try to make a one-on-one with our back. And Wayne made a miss for an 18-yard game. Um, the next play, we motion Grant um, across the formation. We end up using Pogen and, and, and Grant as lead blockers for the back. The safety did a great job of filling the alley, but I like the play design. It got Simpson on the edge. The safety 45 just came down through the alley and delivered a big hit. But I, I like the motion and, and causing the defensive lineman and the linebacker's eyes to go to different places versus just straight downhill. And then we ran another tunnel screen to BK. Um, then we tried a halfback screen on third and four, and it was just an ill-advised throw. He got some pressure, but I felt like he could have still got. Because if he would have got the ball to Tyler Papa, that was a touchdown, in my opinion. I think Tyler Papa out, like stiff arms that defender and at least gets you the first down anyway. But, hey, make sh- I mean, I think Stone just was like, you know what? I feel like I'm going to get sacked. I don't want to take us out of field goal range. So, essentially, he just threw the ball away. The fifth possession, we started off with little hitch routes, got the, got the chains moving. How the QB run off of motion. Um, you know, we sent TK a different way and then had a QB run for a first down for four yards. Um, then we threw Hammers again. I threw a nice pass to, to Billy Kemp. Hammers are basically hitch routes. So I call hitch routes Hammers. Um, then we ran Flood Concept for a first down. We overloaded the side. So you had outside. So it was, it was twin receivers. Janet was a slot. Davis was the outside. Davis ran a go route. Jenner ran a 10-yard speed out. We actually had BK in the backfield as the running back. He came out with an option route, so that held 
the linebacker because you have a receiving threat, our you know, most successful receiver as far as catches coming out the backfield. So that held his eye. So that made them lose sight of Jana. And it was a, a good throw by our quarterback, by Stone. It was a nice concept. Like, that's good play calling. That's good play design. And then we had a TD run. We took Wayne from being to the right of the quarterback. He steps in front and he flips to the left side of the quarterback in a short motion. They hand the ball off to an inside zone type of type of field, and he bounces it all the way to the right. Because he went from right to left, it caused a D lineman to shift over and the backs to shift, thinking we were going to try to outflank them to the field, and he cut it back to the boundary. It's great play design. That's what like this is this is why I don't lose all faith in the night because it's like yo when he get in his bag, it's legit. It's just like he gotta be more consistent to stay in his bag. Like stop thinking too much. Like keep doing the motions. Keep like what whatever got you in this groove. Stay in this like don't relax. Don't look at the press clippings like Coach Wells used to say. The sixth possession was the under one minute and. You know, a lot of people were complaining about time management, yada, yada, yada. I, I just wanted to get to the locker room w- with the scores, what it was. I didn't want no bad luck going. Because we had never asked uh, Stone to really make throws down the field when we came back. So I didn't want none of that to take place. I wanted to tip my hat in black and concede, like, yo, let's get into the locker room with this tie. So we come out, our seventh possession. We have a, you know, get down to a third and one. We get the first down on a QB run. But we have a holding penalty. Third 11, we try the halfback screen. They sniffed it out. We end up punting. The next possession, the eighth possession, we get a three and out. Our tight end drops a third down pass. It would have been a first down. Get to our ninth possession. We had an inside run with the back, with an ace back trap type of flow. So basically, our tight end was to the right. Snap of the ball. He goes left like he's pulling or trapping. The back gets the ball and runs where he vacated. So it takes the eyes of the back. So the backer that's over the H flows to the right. So they're bumping down because they're feeling, they, they figure because flow is going with the tight end. Wayne gets the ball and actually cuts where the tight end was. In the H back was initially lined up at. Basically a misdirection, like a counter. But that could have been just Wayne's vision. But to me, that was dope. To me, that was dope. Then we go to a pistol formation uh, with Ira as the quarterback. Uh, we have an off-tackle lead with Simpson. Hell of a run, 16-yard gain. That was a nice wrinkle. Pistol, he's right behind the quarterback. He gets to come downhill, and he has enough yards, I mean, enough yards from the line of scrimmage to really read and react. And the offensive line did a good job of being able to fire downhill. Then we have a... Uh, um, then this play right here, man, we had a nice little inside zone play action, and TK had the safety burnt on a corner route. But Stone just didn't have the arm strength to get it to him. He tried to check down, and um, the receiver drops the ball. But TK was wide open. Like, that would have been a touchdown with, like, like Brendan. Hell, I think if Ira was in the game, it would have been a touchdown because Ira showed you he could throw it down the field. I felt like in that instance, I would have kept Ira in the game. But hindsight is twenty twenty. I would have kept Ira, because that was after Ira was just in the game at the pistol. I would have kept Ira in the game, and I felt like with him in the game, if he would have put the ball in the belly of 
of Wayne, they really would have bit. But TK was wide open on the corner route. Like, it would have been a touchdown. But I don't think Stone could have got it to him. I think it was maybe Mitchell that he checked it down to. Um, it was a tough catch, but I thought I think he can make that catch. After that, we go back to the flood concept yet again. Another pitch and catch. They couldn't stop that concept. They couldn't stop that concept. Um, third and 11 in the red zone. We run pig switch again. And he's wide open again. And we get another Aaron throw. That's two times we ran pig switch with Janice open. And you got to make that throw. You have to. That's a throw within your skill set. Like, he can make those throws. It's the same throw you saw Brennan make versus Clemson. It's the same thing. Same thing. It was Jan- We didn't run it out of the same formation, but it was just basically a bang eight. Right over the top of the middle linebacker, which we saw versus Clemson. And Stone showed he could make the throw versus, uh, versus NC State with Davis on the outside post, but he just drifted. Got happy feet. And then we missed the field goal. First, you know, first missed field goal in 16 tries. Uh, the 10 possession. Start off with hammers again. The Pogian, he drags everybody for 14 yards. Um, we had to stop the BK for 16 yards. And then we get a dumb personal foul. A tight end back. Grant. I don't know, man. You can't do that. And then we make the field goal. But then after that, the game just got out of hand. After the 10 possessions, because they end up scoring a long touchdown. They get the pooch kick. They get the ball back. Then they score again. Then we get rushed, throw the pick. I stopped after that. So that's the, that's the offensive portion right there. And I think we're at our 30-minute mark. So um, if all you wanted to hear was the offense, that was the breakdown of possession. Overall, I thought the game – I really liked the game plan. Initially, I hated it, especially the second half. I was like, man, what the hell? We ain't doing nothing in the second half. But once I look at the cut up, I tip my hat to – uh. The coach and I, we got to execute. Like, yo, two errant throws in the red zone or pig switch should have been touchdowns. Point blank period. We got a holding call on the 31 that killed the drive in the second half. That forced him to that screen. Then we get a personal foul or some more cheesemo stuff. Had to settle for a field goal. So that that's composure. And and, and guys got to start, start really, really, really. Like, look, man. Look, let me tell you something. Offensive linemen, as the game goes on, y'all start doing a hell of a job. I need y'all to start faster. Because that first play of the game, and I ain't even talked about that when I talk about it, and that first play of the game was unacceptable. And I know y'all looked at the film. The way, the effort y'all gave when that first play of the game was not unacceptable. Like, it was like y'all weren't even ready, and, and Wake Forest just had that dog in them. Like, you may need to run into the goal post a couple of times and wake your dog, because that, 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 ain't, that ain't how we rock. Y'all know that. You know we're supposed to be low and nasty. So that's going to be my challenge to y'all. Start out fast and play like you played from the second possession until the little chippiness. But I really felt like the offensive line did a phenomenal job as far as opening up gaps once we got creative, protecting our quarterbacks. Um, the sack that Stone did suffer, he had a check down. Like, he got happy feet. He was missing. Like, he's, like you know, it's just you can tell – the game speed really started taking over. And that's not a knock on him. It's just like, bro, like, you, you, you the coach. Like, you know what everybody at. Let it go. Just let it go. Don't run. You, that's not what you do. You got out the pocket, but it was a time where you was trying to take off when you had time. You didn't have to run. All you had to do was just climb the pocket, 
and you could have got the ball out to one of your safety valves, in my opinion. Now, I'm sitting at a computer screen, chilling, drinking water. So, of course, it's easy for me to say what you should and shouldn't do. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I'm a, I always keep that in sight. But let's get to the defensive side of the ball. Defense, let me holler at you for a minute, players. Matter of fact, should I, should I play some music to get, to get them hype? Huh? What do people say? What do people say? Should I, should I play something to get them hype? Let me see. Let me change. I might got something for y'all. I don't think I got nothing for y'all. Huh? Yeah, I got something for y'all defense. This what y'all, this what we need to play every time we come out on the field defense. Just let y'all know it's real out here. Uh, Cause how y'all started off, y'all needed this song right here. Something new. Yeah. Stop. This what y'all need to play. And I hope this is the edited version. We'll see in the first couple of balls. Cause he say the N word. So hopefully this is the edited version. Not, I don't know how I'm have to stop it. This this what y'all need to come out to right here. That's how I'm Snitches wanna try. What? Snitches wanna lie. What? Snitches wonder why. What? Snitches wanna die. What? All I know is pain. What? All I feel is rain. What? I cannot maintain. What? The madness on my brain. What? I resort to violence. What? My killers move inside. See? You see what he said? I resort to violence. That's what we missing on defense. You ain't violent enough for me right now. Not saying none of y'all is. I'm talking about collectively as a group. You gotta be violent. I don't see that. I don't see people just pissed the hell off. I don't see people towing the line. I don't. I don't. That's what I don't see for the entire game. I see flashes of it, right? From everybody. Some of y'all play all day long violent. Let's just get that out there. You know what I'm saying? You you just do. You know who I'm talking about. I don't even say your name. You know you play violent. I ain't gotta say nothing to you. You play violent. Some of y'all is ho-hum. It's like Something bad got to happen to you before you get violent. Like, look in the mirror and, and insult yourself before you come on the field, before you play defense. But let's, let's go to the defensive possession. First possession. Well, f- first touchdown anyway, because they, they ran the ball and things like that. But the first possession, the play that they score on, we do a corner blitz. Wake Forest run what we used to call a 99 switch. Well, you got the outside receiver, he switches with the inside receiver. So it's basically like, uh, how can I explain it so you can get a better picture? So if I'm the outside receiver and I'm lining up on the numbers, and you're the inside receiver, you line up on the hash. At the snap of the ball, our stem takes us to where we, the, the line where we were at. So we run at an angle to where we would have been if we would have been running straight. So it's a switch. You switch your stems, right? So the outside receiver runs at an angle inside to the hash mark and then he goes up and then the inside guy goes from the hash mark runs at an angle to the number to the outside and then goes up it's like a switch that's why you call it a switch you're switching your routes 99 switch so we run a corner blitz versus 99 switch <laughs> and we put joey blunt on a damn island joey blunt who came back from nursing a hammy why why, why, why? That's not cool at all. I done had hamstrings. I could come, I can't, like, when you come off a hamstring, you ain't going to be able to explode that fast, man. Like, come on, come on, man. But that's what I'm saying, man. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the offenses hit the call. Damn, they hit the call. They, that's like the 
perfect defense to call 99 switch because the back is going to see the, the corner coming. And then we, so this is what we did to make it easy for them. We took Noah, or was it Snowden? It was Snowden. We took Snowden, who's a boundary linebacker, and we dropped him in coverage. He ain't covering nobody because they running 99. Well, he don't know that. But he's back there to help any type of short route. But if we blitz Snowden with the corner, we get pressure. Because essentially the quarterback still had to get out of the pocket. But if you if you blitz Snowden with the corner, he get hit in the mouth. But they catch us. And we put the safety that has a bad will on the island. And I don't know, I can't say that's coaching. That's just the offense just hitting the call. Like sometimes happens like that. We all play video games. You pick a defense, you're like, yeah, I got them. And then they happen to pick an offense that happened to beat your defense. And they don't see what defense you're running. It just happens like that. Second possession was a two-play scoring drive. Again, Wake Forest, come out in formation. We got our safeties on the island. Everybody playing man on the back end. Our safety wants to still get a damn read. and Like, yo, bro, you playing island. Stop looking in the backfield. And this ain't Joy. It's another safety. He looking in the backfield, not reading the the threat, which is the receiver, and the speed in which he's coming. And before you know it, the receiver's up on his damn toes, running like a track meet. And last I checked, we ain't got no safeties that run no 4-3. So I don't know why we inviting receivers to race. Backpedal and get your hind pots out of there. You and man, bro, you're not going to help on the run. That's why I'm frustrated. It's like you taught, you not taught that. I know you not taught to get your the bruh, you playing man. Why are you trying to get a read? Why are you reading run pass? You play pass. And then they catch a deep ball, you tackle them, and then the running back, they got that Le'Veon Bell type of running system to where it's nice and patient, and you hop, skip, and double dutch, and then he exploded for a touchdown. Third possession, we get a stop. But I did put a note and say we got to stop putting Noah back at safety. I don't like that. Can we get 7 and 11 at the line of scrimmage and make them meet at the, at the counter, which is the quarterback? I don't like Noah playing. In, that's, just, that's just me. I'm just – I don't want that. I want 7 rushing the quarterback. I know we looked at Simmons, Isaiah Simmons from Clemson, but no, I don't want that. Fourth possession, we rush Noah and Snowden a lot more, and guess what? We get pressure. One time – Snowden almost grabbed the ball out the hand of the quarterback. It flutters in the air, and the receiver makes a good job of coming back to the ball, makes a hell of a catch. Uh, Cross has great coverage on the PBU in the end zone on a nine route. Fourth and seven, they go back at Cross again. Back shoulder throw, hell of a throwing, hell of a throw, because Cross has him covered. Hell of a damn throw. Oh, my God, it's it's such great coverage. It's just he couldn't finish because that damn throw was cheating. I mean, he pierced the damn DB right in the shoulder. Cross had his arms right in the bread basket of the receiver, and it jumped to the receiver's shoulder, and he just trapped it. We continue to fight. We start to blitz Snowden. We got some pressure on the incompletion, and then they go at Devontae again on the third and goal, and this time he wins. Same thing. Same thing. Black shoulder fade, crosses there, break up. They have to settle for a field goal. But the difference I noticed with that possession, we let Snowden hunt. We let Snowden hunt. Yeah, yeah. 
All the people looking for him, well, you saw him that that drive because he got to go downhill. The fifth position, fifth possession, uh, was man-to-man ISO versus slot safety with zero help. They had a two-way goal in the wide receiver. He runs a post route. Game over. It's almost like it was like I was looking at arena football film because arena football you play man to man you ain't got no help and in arena football I played the middle safety and in anything you look at where the ball is lined up at where the receiver at and then you take away the percentages. If I'm the, and this is me at 41 playing 10 years of arena ball, so it's easy for me to say what you should I would have did, but what they have to learn is where the ball is at. You always got to look at where is the ball. If the ball is on the on the far hash understand this the post route is the easier throw take that away right because it's so far away and he's in the slot and by his alignment the easier throw is the post the harder throw is the corner because it takes more air and allow you to baseball turn and use your speed to beat him to a point so you can't just be sitting shuffling not pedaling and then, so you just gotta take you just gotta take away the the threat, like the like that's just my thing. And and, and my main thing is sooner or later, man, we gotta start using our back pedal. Gotta start using our back pedal versus the shuffle shuffle waiting and trying to make it a race. Because I feel like you just at a disadvantage. Like the receiver is running at you downhill, and you're shuffling. Like you're not going to win that. If I like receive like. If I'm looking at the film and I'm off as a coordinator, I'm just saying, yo, if they're going to play that coverage, we're just going to run go routes because they're going to try to catch us, what you call catch technique, where you're shuffling at, you know, seven to eight yards and you're trying to get a hand on a receiver and run. You got to have elite speed to do that. I just feel like we're putting ourselves at a disadvantage. Like, you got to know yourself. Like, even if a coach is calling for me to play a certain technique, I'm going to know myself, right? So I'm going to know, hey, I can't run with that receiver so I'm going to have to give ground earlier. And I'm going to make sure I take that away. So we end up making a tackle on the post right there. Um, we end up getting a stop, though, and they end up kicking a field goal. Sixth possession, we switch, and we go to a 2-4-5 defense. We take out a defensive lineman. We add in a DB. So now you got Noah and Snowden playing defensive end. What we saw a lot last year and the year before that was successful when we had defensive linemen go down. Um, it first appeared, I think, versus, I want to say Miami two years ago. Then we played against Georgia Tech with that triple option and still did well. Um, and I like that. I like when we go to the 2 4 5, is what I call it. Because you got, it forces Snowden and Noah to have to play at the line of scrimmage, and that's where they flourish at. And that was a punt. So we go to the 2 4 5 as a punt. Um, the seventh possession, we still in the 2 4 5. We got them backed up. No, we're not in a two for five. We're in a regular, regular uh, defense. This is why I felt like Noah could have jammed because they had a bunch. They had a twin bunch, and both receivers was inside Noah. And I felt like Noah could have destroyed the outside receiver because he had no other threat. I feel like he could have just destroyed his hind parts, like just mushed them. That's why I say violent. Just mushed them all the way down into the defensive end or to the defensive tackle or to the back. It's like mushed them or mushed them into the inside receiver. Be violent. Because what ended up happening is they hit the call on us. We were in zero coverage on the back end. We had Noah and Snowden in coverage. They went max pro. So we just got guys covering nothing but air. We got a, a corner and a safety 
what we call comboing, but they don't combo. So they line up on the same level. I'm thinking, oh, they're going to pass this off. It's just a combo. Meaning if the outside receiver go in, the safety will take them, the inside receiver go out, the corner going to take them. No, they're at the same same level, which you should never be, in my opinion. To me, the safety, the, the corner should always be a little deeper because he can see better than the safety. You know what I'm saying? Or if you won't, just have the safety back deeper. And either way, somebody got to be back deeper. They're, they end up running a post with a wheel. And Nick is just beat by a lineman. Like, Nick is not going to win that foot race. Now, he ended up catching the kid and and uh, tackling him because it was a good thing because after that, we started getting pressure. Started getting pressure. Noah ended up rushing the quarterback, got a big old hit. The ball goes backwards. It's basically a fumble. They reviewed it. I don't know why they reviewed it because everybody and their mama saw it. it was a pass. Even if it was a pass, it was a, it was a lateral. So it stays there anyway. They end up punting. The eighth possession. Got a sack, three and out. Ninth possession. We're still in the two, four, five defense. We had some confusion on the third and six. They end up throwing and vacating when everybody was looking around. Then we had a QB scram on 30 16. That was unacceptable. Like guys got to use their eyes better, but we hold them to a field goal. And then you get to the 10 possession. The day gone TD run. And this is. I look. I am recapping college sports, and when I recap college sports, if it's a, a huge brain fart, I ain't gonna. I don't say players' names. It was a huge brain. This was a huge brain fart. This shouldn't have never happened. We had a free defender playing, in my opinion, hero ball. He all over in everybody else's business instead of minding his own business. If he would have minded his business, the back would have came right to him. Or when he would have stiff-armed Nick when Nick was just trying to arm tackle because he was fighting off the receiver. So Nick fought off the receiver, and the back did a good job of using that weapon known as the stiff-arm. We seen what Josh, happened to Josh Norman when he ran into the back and got stiffed on. That happens. DBs get stiffed on. But if the safety... Damn. Well, you don't know which one it was. If the, if the, if the defender would have minded his own business... And stay home, E.T., phone home. He would at least grab onto him and push him out of bounds. But the fact, what we call you was being nosy, being everybody else's business instead of minding your own, get a long run. Now, everybody going to blame Nick. Nick, yeah, I want Nick to make the tackle, but Nick fighting off the day going to receive. If I receiving got stiffed on. If I'm, a, if I'm a running back, ain't no DB making no tackle on me in that instance. If I'm a, if I'm a DB... I'm trying, I ain't even trying to tackle. I'm, I'm trying to actually retreat and take the angle so I could push you out of bounds. But I understand in the bind that Nick was in because it's like he, you know, he bumped down because the, the safety gave a crack replace type of feel. So you got to go down with the receiver because you're playing man. Once you rely on this run, you got to try to find the ball. When he found out where the ball was at, number nine was up on him, put that face, the palm to his face, and he couldn't make the tackle. But his free defender, if he would have stayed home, I firmly believe that run does not happen. That was the last play I looked at. I don't look at nothing else after that. It won't no need because after that score, they did the push kick and then they did a little wildcat, patient, patient, patience run. You know, everything was demoralized. Now, you don't want to see that, but that run should not have happened. And I said this before, and I said this on WN in the pregame. On defense, our eyes are have been very bad. Like, we being so nosy trying to do everybody else's job instead of just mastering what we supposed to do. If you're in a certain gap, your gap responsibility, we've been failing in that part. And that's not, look, 
as much as folks want to say, hey, the coach, like, yes, you put the owners on coaches, but sooner or later, a player got to play. Like, you got to do what you've been told. That's been stressing you. Gap responsibility. You know what you have to do. Master your gap. Don't do too much. Because if you do what you're supposed to and the play happen, at least they can't come at you. But then you can start telling your brother, hey, get your mind right, bro. But that, that run was demoralizing. Because there was no need to be nosy right there. That there was none. And we do that for some reason. Like we like same thing happened in NC State. The same thing. We got a free defender and ain't in the right gap. Know what you're supposed to be. Know what you're supposed to do. Slow yourself down. It's times where that doing that, you know, we get away with it. Like it's times where we have a free defender and they in the spot they're not supposed to, and they end up making a play. So that creates a monster, right? Like they get up hype and they they jumping up and down. But I'm saying to myself, like, dog, they ain't even your spot. Why are you way over here? Like you end up you pushing people out the way to get over there. Like why? Like, bruh. But my full synopsis of the game is this: what you did last year don't matter. Your expectations for this year don't matter. You better. Create a new season. Because the first quarter of the season, like when I was with Dick Vermeer with the Chiefs, he always broke because we played 16 games. It's four quarters in the season. So if we're going by that terminology, it ain't good. This That quarter you lost. You won in three. Now, we ain't playing 16 games, but my main thing is the schedule and everybody don't give you no chance versus Miami and UNC and the people. Like, that's just the vibes. People saying y'all done. People saying the coaches is cheating the players. People saying this. People saying that. And that's the great thing. They talk. They can't do nothing else. Y'all can actually change it. Like, I can't change this for y'all. I can't motivate you but so much. I can't break down things I see but so much. I can't text you but so much. Sooner or later, you got to look at yourself and be like, dude in the mirror, you better fix this. Or we're going to be getting thrashed. It's going to continue. Like, there is no way. No way, defense, that y'all are supposed to be giving up, like we say in the locker room, giving up the butt this much. Nah, you out here tricking. And y'all know y'all is. Like, that's the competitive nature is, bruh, we, everybody's scoring 30 on you now. Everybody just, bruh, they're getting excited. And bad enough, the Wake Forest offensive alignment said, oh, yeah, Virginia, yeah, whoo, that's, that's the perfect defense for us to block. And then at the end of the game, you got that DB doing the cry me a river to Pogen and stuff when we try to throw to him in the end zone. Like, yo, man, sometimes you got to get a 15. Sometimes you got to catch a charge out there, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you got to show folks, I got fighting me. Because people out here questioning your heart. Let me tell y'all something. Ain't no, everybody got heart that play football. It's the reason why folks don't play football. Because they ain't got the heart for the collisions. So don't ever let somebody question your heart. And if y'all, look, don't ever question a player's heart. Don't do that. Don't do that. Say it looked like the, mo- like the, the effort wasn't there or something like that. That's a little different because that's just, that's energy. Don't question people's heart. Like, don't question a player's heart because I take offense to that. Because somebody ever, and I'm glad I ain't never, I'm glad Twitter went around when I was playing. Somebody say, oh, it looked like they ain't got no heart. I would have responded like, Meet me in the parking lot with some equipment. I'm going to show you what hard is. 
Ain't nowhere in the world, bruh. And I ain't talking to folks with constructive criticism and showing disappointment. I'm not talking to you folks. I'm not talking to y'all. But you armchair all-Americans out here that they ain't even sniffed the field and didn't want to play, chill out. Chill out with the... Chill, just chill out, man. Chill out. Like, really, chill out. Like I said, you can provide your thoughts, but a player and people like myself got the right to also provide our thoughts on your thoughts. So don't get sensitive and defensive because we respond to what you say. Like, it don't work. Like, it's not a one-way street. Everybody thinks it's a one-way street. They could just say something about the team and that nobody can respond to what they say. But damn it, you can respond to everything I say. Even when you wrong. Had a clown come at me. I'm like, man, glad some of y'all want my teammates. Y'all be quitting. He coming at me like, no, 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 because the team is this, the team is that, and we seen this, they not stop turning them. I said, what are you talking about? I ain't even breaking down the game, fool. I'm talking about people just quitting on the team. No, but if the team this, I'm like, what are you talking about? Shut up. Why do you keep talking about the synopsis of the game? I'm talking about the feelings of a fan who just wants to quit on the team. Shut the hell up about your analysis. I'm not impressed by your analysis. I can't hire. I'm not hiring you. Okay? I'm not hiring you because you're giving me paragraphs. No. Drink to shut the hell up, Juice, because you jumped out there trying to tell me what I see. We see the same. I, I guarantee you we see the same. thing. I guarantee you we don't. I know for sure you don't see what I see. Because I'm talking about a fan tweet and you talk about a game. But I ain't going to say his name. He know who he is. He probably don't even listen to the show. Somebody go ahead and um forward him this part of the damn podcast so he can say, oh, he worried about me. But that's all I got for y'all, man. Y'all know the motto, good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Keep fighting, who's. You got to do, hey, ain't nobody going to feel sorry for you. Ain't nobody going to feel sorry for you. This ain't no damn pity party. You better man up. Strap up. Let's go. Because Miami going to try to punish you. Quick, fast, in a hurry. And these people waiting to say, oh, I told you so. Trust me. Anybody that be saying, I don't want to be right. Yes, you do. Don't give me that. If you ain't want to be right, don't say nothing like that then. That's my man. That's my. That's the last thing I'm going to say because I ain't letting Petty Hawk out today. That's the last thing I'm going to say when people say, but I say something disrespectful, but I hope, not disrespectful, but very, I, I don't want to say it's negative. Well, yeah, say something negative, but, but I hope I ain't right. Like, Armstrong's not a good quarterback, but I hope I ain't right. Yes, you do. Nobody say nothing. <laughs> Who says something and, and hope they not right? Why would you just say something so you could be wrong? Think about that, man. Do that even make sense? Okay, I didn't think so. That's why, hey, man, I'm going to start. Hey, I'm sorry, man. I just cannot. I'm, I think I'm going to just stop being on social media doing the gays. That's what I need to do because my competitive edge gets the best of me. And as much as people glorify that damn Virginia Tech game in 98, I'm going to tell y'all straight up and down like that. If y'all can glorify us or glorify me for my catch for Virginia Tech, realize that I think differently about a team or a season. I ain't going to never stop. Never. So it can look bad, but my belief is totally different. I ain't going to never stop. I'm going to still run through an effing wall for Bronco Mental Hall. Believe that. And if I get through you by running through that wall... I'll get through that wall to get to you just to serve you. Shut the hell up, Jews. If you ever doubt that we can't turn it. Well, why would you doubt? Why are you playing? Why are you cheering? Why are you supporting if you got doubt? Don't doubt. Damn. I'm out. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.